man like that? You like it? I appreciate it, but I think you're in the minority. I really mean, do. Because I can take it or leave it myself. No, really. I, I just want to be brutally honest about language, about words. I really do. At this point in time, I don't think that language is really good. I don't think that the human language is really uh, caught up with the rest of the human evolutionary process. Because it seems like every time we try to we try to express a deep thing, a heavenly thing, a godlike thing, a poetic thing, it seems like we come up short, doesn't it? Yo, 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 what a world, we back, we back. Welcome to another classic episode, Brutally Honest, Psych and Ali, Ali and Psych. What's going on, my man? How you feeling? It's been a long time, man. Let's just get this one rolling, man. We got we got a lot going on in this world, man. It's an exciting world. We we back, summertime, you know, the the, the beautiful women is out, the, the, the heat is out, you know, barbecues, all that good stuff, you know. Corona is, is, corona is like a... Uh, a cheating girlfriend that keep coming back. <laughs> but we... I believe it. And it's going to keep coming back. <laughs> it's going to keep coming back. Hey, speaking of the summer, so, you know, my barbecue game is pretty much on point. I pretty much take my barbecue skills up against pretty much anybody. I don't care if I got to go to Texas. I'm going to go to Alabama. I'm going to go to North Carolina. I'm going to Georgia. Holler at me about these ribs. Holler at me about these tie tip. Holler at me about some uh, some some steak tacos, some chicken tacos, some carnitas. Put your skills. I I if that's how you feel, and make it happen. Put your skills to the test, man. I know. I, you, you see, really though, when it comes to cooking, though, cousin, for me, like uh, I've had people come to me and they say, "Hey, Reg, or uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Sai, do you want to uh, open up your own catering company? Do you want to open it up? Uh, you know, your own restaurant, maybe a bar where you're, uh, you know, showing, you know, uh, you know, cooking some of your food." But a conversation I have with someone else. Really, my goal in life, if I really, if I, you know, if, if this thing blow up and somebody tell us, listen, I don't want to hear nothing else from you, but here's $25 million a piece, but I don't want to hear no more podcasts. Even if someone said that, we might still do our own private podcast, but you know what I mean? I'll take that money and shoot, I might just still do like a Sunday giveaway barbecue and that's it at a church. You know what I mean? Just Otis at the church. Otis at the church cooking, throwing up some whatever I happen to be cooking. You don't have to pay for it, so I don't care what your opinion is. And you know, I just serve. That's just that's just your passion. That's what you like to do. Love it, man. That's, Love it, man. That's what it's about, man. That, that's what, you know. That's what this experience is about. Just doing something you love to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Because bottom line is, what is going to get you up at four thirty in the morning? And you're excited to do it. And yeah. I didn't make turkeys, ribs, shoot. <laughs> right. But the summer's coming. That's the time for that. Right. Yeah, I told you before, man, I got a buddy that does these uh, master grills all around the Bay Area, man. This dude does grills for Warren G, uh, E40, oh, yeah. just a lot of the, you know, the big nap, just a lot of people, man. Shout out to G Stacks, man. Support Black Business. Sure. Shout out to my man, sure. G Stacks. You know, and you know, we love what you're doing and keep going, homie. But uh now let me ask you this. Let me ask you something. So what's your understanding of Jim Crow? Is that when they separated that's the interest in separating basically white people and black people, right? Right. So was was Jim Crow 
good was that was that was that a good thing for black people to now be able to involve themselves more so um and there's others there's roe versus wade the ability for black people to black students to go to predominantly white schools was it a good thing for our for our i'll call it our race to i don't know step in and, and, and implement ourselves in, 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 in the white community and the white culture. Was that really a good thing? Um, Our I mean, desire to do it. It has its perks, man. But, you know, just been studying and having the knowledge of self, of myself and our culture, where we come from. I mean, we're the culture for everything. We don't have to fit in. We're the energy for everything. We're, so. the, we're the energy for everything. If you go back 4,000 years before Christianity, they had laws and ways how they would, you know, build the, the build their families and create generational wealth. This before, before the age, you know, the Asians is real good at it right now, how they build, keep their money in the family. And they might, you know, like, you know, in the black community, we, we, we got a habit of, Soon, your kid turned eighteen. You kicked out the house, right? We right, ain't really right. ready. We ain't really ready. Just to, you know, it's a whole world. I, I mean, I, I I was on my own since I was real early. But you're really not ready at eighteen. You're you're you just oh, no. you 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 just not. So it, it it goes back to that man. Like I said, four thousand years before Christianity, you know, it was just about family and. You know, and just creating that wealth, man. And that's, you know, that's what it was about. So to answer your question, I don't think so, man. I really don't. If we just stick together and and stay on code and support each other, we don't need nobody else. Somewhere along the line, we felt like we were improving our... Our our, our our circumstances or we are fulfilling our interests by, you know being able to walk into the restaurant that says colors in the back door and or um, colors can only sit here on this side of the bus or whatever it may be. Now, um, somewhere along the lines, we said, no, 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 no. We have a desire to want to be involved with what you guys got going on. We want to go to your schools. We want to be able to uh, part. We want to be able to spend money at your businesses. We want to be able to entertain, entertain you. And we want to be able to come through your door and stay at your hotels. And, you know, this is 2020 and maybe I'm a little bit sensitive in this climate, but, you know, we, I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering i don't have a solution but i'm just wondering was that better uh it's a need for acceptance and it's really just you know um systematic racism just being so far behind and we really didn't have no choice to really to gravitate towards those businesses and think that was cool because you know we didn't have much so it's like all right we didn't have much they're doing this over there i want to be accepted so let me go 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 fight my hearts to go to the school or to spend my money and wear this stuff to feel cool meanwhile we don't got to do that we got everything we we got everything we need because we turning around spending our money with these businesses and doing this and them owners, they kids want to be like our kids. They kids want to be like us. 
we 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 misconstrued something along the way, and not everybody did because I know that there were Mar- the Marcus Garveys of the world, there was the Elijah Muhammad's of the world, the Malcolm X's of the world, the Black Panthers of the world, the W.E.B. Du Bois's of the world that didn't necessarily want to adhere their process to European culture, white culture, they said, hey, look, no, let's go back to, I'm Jamaican, Marcus Garvey, let's go back to Africa. Let's bring, I saw a, uh, I saw the, uh, I think it might have been the prime minister or the president of Ghana say something to the effect of, hey, y'all, you know what I mean? It's clear that y'all ain't getting treated properly out where you're at. Come over to Ghana. You and I have had that conversation already. Now, um, somewhere we were misconstrued because now we've gone back to, so I'll be honest with you, my dream, and I'm not someone that grew up around predominantly African-American surroundings with the exception of our family, but I'm someone that really would envy a scenario where nothing but black families in my area, people are working, there's, multi, there's, there's families, there's two-parent households, kids are good, we want to see our kids do the best they can. You know, but that's not what we went for. We went for we want to be implemented in their environment, in their schools. Right, right. It, well, the, the, I, I believe it's it's the shift. Is it just we're we're in a shift right now where every you know people are starting to wake up and realize like, hey, we don't we the culture. We have to create our, our own e- economy. They're doing it with these president candidates. You know the the you know some of the leaders is the, or the the activists. It's pushing a line like, hey, if we vote, what are you going to do for the black community? You're not going to get this black vote for free. We're not going to let you continue to lie to us and tell us anything. And then you get in office and don't do shit for us. So folks are stepping up, even though I don't totally agree with voting myself. But folks are stepping up like, hey, if we if we vote, what you doing for the black community? It's straight up. No sugarcoating. What you doing? So. Okay, early on in this conversation, you mentioned that an 18-year-old cannot necessarily be considered an adult, or not that they can't be considered adult, but you're not ready to be no adult, have the responsibilities of an adult at 18. Now, I got to throw this one at you. So uh, Mark Wahlberg, apparently, when he was 15 years old, you know, found some black kids, some black uh, fourth graders, uh, him and two or three, four, a couple of his friends had ran down three black teenagers, 15 years old, beat them up, threw rocks in them, said, let's kill those niggas, and actually was arrested for this. Um, or the next day he did the same thing, went after the same black kids that killed them niggas and, and threw rocks at the kid, beat them up and was arrested for this. About two to three years after that, he went, he uh, did the same thing to an Asian counterpart, called him outside their name in an Asian derogatory term and was violent towards them. Okay, now Mark Wahlberg definitely is somebody that uh, piggyback, and this is my opinion only, but he really did, uh, you know, his career really was built on hip hop, built on black culture. Um, is it fair to say that where he, uh, okay, he's 49 years old right now, is it fair to say that he's no longer a racist? Because, you know, even though those are the behaviors that he 
prohibited at a younger age? What do you think? You 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 is who you is. If that's who he was before, that's who he is now. He just capitalized off, you know, got successful and you know, like we just like we just stated, black people want to feel accepted so much. So we put the energy into these entertainers and stuff like that. But they they is who they say they were. Just like you see, I think who was it? Uh, I think it was someone. But, you know, they just been, you know, with the social media area, they've been getting bust out lately and they right. apologize. But that shit ain't genuine. Just like you, uh, Jimmy Fallon, they caught him with the blackface. And I think we talked about it before. Yeah. Now he's taking the pressure has been hitting him. And he said he's going to take a break for a minute. Like this social media. And that they calling it the quote unquote black Twitter is digging up stuff and coming after these people. And all of a sudden, they don't want to lose money and they don't want to lose a sponsorship. So they're making these bullshit apologies and stuff like that. But you was who you was, you know. But when the money's involved, they'll say anything. Because that's what we're finding out. That's what we're finding out. We're finding out what, what. We're being exposed to the actual racism that exists that, uh, you know, in the past has been masked, you know, right. that's what we're being exposed to, you know. But yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, just creating our own economy. We create our own economy. We spend with each other. We build each other's businesses. We get some banks and we do all that. And we ain't got to worry about that. that. I mean, that's the key. I was thinking about this, uh, uh, you know, America will never be great. America will never be great again unless the whole system is tore down or we just all got to move to Africa. I think that's the only solution. Those are are you solutions. saying, sorry about that, cousin. Um, are you saying that it will never be great for black people or what? what do you mean? Yeah, it, it, it for us to totally breathe. Like my my whole thing in life, man. I'm working towards to. Of course, you know, I see myself successful and taking care of my of course, of course, foremost. But I want to see all of my people free. That's what I'm in it for. I want to see all of my people free. Like the my one of my uh, idols, Muhammad Ali, said it best. He said, "I can I, I I can have everything in the world, but if my people ain't free, it don't matter." You know, right, and and then that's what you know. That's what I'm about. You know, once I become successful, I'm gonna dedicate my life to creating the resources for people. Like that's that's my call. I already know where I'm going and what I want to do. Of course, I have personal goals, and you know, want to have successful businesses and stuff like that. But I want to dedicate most of that energy into making my people free. What do, what does free look like? What does that mean? Free looks like we're we black can, people. We, we we can just have our own resources and do what we want to do versus all these restrictions with the government and you know the systematic racism and people holding us back and you you know like a family can think they're totally successful. Speaking of a having an 18-year-old graduate, then they go to college, then they got to come back and work for the white man. That ain't free. Or work for somebody that's not giving them the same opportunities that they would give another race. That ain't free. Freedom is totally just living and being able to support your family 
and living well without all the extra restrictions, man, that's free to me. That that that's free to me. Being totally being able to do what you want to do and having the same opportunities as others. That that's free to me. I would that's that now that's you you made the best point, I think. Um having the options available to you to do what anyone else can do. And I think that that is the biggest miss when we talk about systemic racism is that we, uh, people don't understand that not everybody um, is provided the tools to pursue whatever happiness they want to pursue. And that's the biggest miss. And um, I'll be honest, I had a conversation with someone at a bar, right? And the com- and the conversation was, what is white privilege, right? And now when you say something like white privilege, that's always going to um, put a white person on the, de- on the defense because they associate white privilege to a a to the fact that they did not have to earn whatever they received right but when you really look at the definition of it it's more or less not so much about a privilege it's more about not having a certain fear or not no, having I don't want to catch you but I don't I don't use that term much white privilege it's just a system. It is just a system. We're in a white man's system, and they they've been, you know, had the opportunity to dictate and you know do certain things these past a hundred years or whatever it's been. So they've been capitalizing off the system. That's what they've been doing, and it it goes back to a hundred years from you know being. A, a white family being to have get a better interest rate on the house and being in a better neighborhood, better school system. So that creates the, the generational right. for white people versus black people. I mean, it's a, it's a advantage thing. It's you know for sure they they for have sure. they have the advantage. We got to work a, a lot harder versus the average white person. So I, I, what- don't, I don't use that term and you know give them that much credit, but it's just a system. I agree with that. I agree with that. And truthfully, I probably would have thought I would have verbalized it like that if I would have thought about it like that during that time. Um, what would you say? So what So what I am getting, though, is I'm getting all this empathy last couple of months. You know, I've, I've had uh, encounters, racial type conversations, social justice type conversations with white counterparts, coworkers and such. I mean, what I, I, I was asked the question. You know, in this climate, what can a white person do? My parents were racist. What you want me to do about it? Right. I mean, it it, it, it starts with, you know, like Michael Jackson said best, man. You got to look at in the man in the mirror. You know, you have, to look, you, you have to look at the man in the mirror and, and realize, like, all right, my parents was like that, but I have good black friends and they have, they have good characters and they're not how my parents are describing these people is. So let me dig deep myself and, you know, try to make a difference. That's right. a that's a genuine intention right there. But if you know, like, hey, I've got the, you know, I've been in high school with these kids and they, they got good character. And then you continue to 
capitalize off the system to continue to, um, you know, have them behind you. Well, you're a racist. You're, you're, you're a racist. If you can continue to see somebody being treated unfair and, you know, they're a good person, that makes them a racist, too. 100 percent. 100 percent. Now, does. So we have so many, uh, you know, black people out here and we've been, you know, manipulated and um, taught certain ways. And again, where, where this conversation began, I think there's a natural reverence and desire to want to be implemented into white culture. Um, what this, can... this is the word. I don't mean to cut you off. And I, and, and I think you know, where a lot of black people go wrong. They want white acceptance too much. Too I mean, much. If, if you a good person and you got good character, we can build no matter the race. But I don't need white acceptance like that. I don't. If you don't, I don't need like, you know, what we're going through right now. A lot of celebrities, a lot of people is just, you know, giving some of these white entertainers too much credit for speaking up, doing something they're supposed to do. If you're a good person and you're seeing somebody be treated unfairly, that's a natural thing you're supposed to do. You don't get no extra cookies for that. You don't get no extra praise for that. So I think a lot of black people just, you know, need validation from white people too much. Mm-hmm. If you don't fuck with me, cool. If you don't fuck with me, cool. We got to build ourselves in and, and and continue to put good energy into ourselves, man, and affirm greatness in ourselves. And that's all we need. You know, going back to we are the culture. We set the pace for everything, man. Once, you know, we build on that knowledge itself, knowing who we truly are, man, nothing else matters, man. So, you know, because what it goes back to is you talk about um, – I, I have one gay friend. I got one black friend. I got one Asian friend, right? That's kind of been a cliche about the last 20 years. Um, you know, when that one black friend, I guess I'm talking to the audience or whoever might be listening and might want to give something, some thought. Um, the one black friend, when you got, when your wife is white, when your friends are white, your coworkers are white, you're their barometer for what black life is. So it is your responsibility to, I'm not saying you have to do anything, but it is your responsibility to go ahead and speak out and let it be known. There's a difference between Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. There's a difference between the the there's a difference between um, I'm a black man and I'm successful and my wife is white and I'm educated and she's educated and you grow up in, you know, an area where you didn't have the education and the opportunity to pursue things that you wanted to do. You didn't have the exposure to know that something you're very talented in and something you enjoy is something you can pursue because you just never got the exposure. You never got the education. You never got the support. There's a difference. But when you're that one black friend, you're the only one that can give them that perspective because I tell you what, when you tell that white friend that, hey, yeah, all lives do matter. 
or uh, you tell you, you tell that friend they, that they, they, you're they, not they, a racist. They, you're not a racist for thinking that George Floyd uh, was a criminal and things like that. When you're when you're when you decide that you want to be the the Republican woman, Candace Owens, speaking out against that, you're giving validation to these people that all that's all they need now. Now they're at the point of no return because all because they got the black validation. Well, first, Candace Owens is not black validation. She's just getting paid to do what she do. That's all she, that is. You be, well, I, you, you're you're right. Like, literally speaking, you're right. She she but has if her, her. If I'm her, racist, her, her, all I need is her. 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 They're they're paying her to do exactly what she's doing. She doesn't speak for the black community. They're Let's paying her to, to gather. You know, they're going to eventually. They're going to have her do her thing and then throw her away. Because it's like, the the racist that's paying her, that's ahead of her, they can't trust her. If if we can't, if you're burnt, if you're tearing down your own people like this, we can't trust you. That's right. So they're going to gas her up and, you know, she's going to continue to say what she say. Then they're going to throw her away, just like they did kind of lead her right. Same thing. You see how she's just out the picture? Right. How Trump just threw her away? Right. Then she's nowhere to be found. That's right. what's just going to happen to Candace Owens. Same fucking right. thing. Right. You can't even get mad at her. Like, I know what's going on. A lot of people don't. But me, I don't get mad at her. She, I know what's going on with her. She, You know, she's a piece of shit. And, they, you know, the racist is paying her to say that. And then all the other racists, they agree with it. And I'm looking at her page after she made this statement about... uh about Floyd, they was like, Candace, oh my God, you're so brave. You should run for the president. Oh, all, all white people, all racist white people. They 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 thrive off of that. They want to hear that. They said, okay, if she's saying it, it must be true. But she doesn't, she's not a voice for the real black communities. You know what I mean? So that's just what it is. It's understanding your responsibility to your people. And it's just really sad and it's terrible that you do have these coon-like folks out here that will continue to go ahead and support somebody who is laughing at you and pointing at you. And you, out of ignorance, um, you know, Candace Owens, have no ability to see it. And I don't know, I imagine she's educated, went to Harvard or something, but she's too ignorant to realize um, how much pain she's probably putting her black uh, counterparts in. Yeah, they're 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 just using her, and deep down inside, it's self hate. She hates herself. That's 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 all that is. And you know, people like that, the coon stuff like that. We just throw them away. Everybody can't go if you're not with us and 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 rolling in this energy. We just got to throw you away because sometimes those people is more detrimental to us than the white people because they come in, they look like us, right? They're like fucking, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, yeah they, they, it's, it's just, you know, I, I don't pay them all mine, man. I, I just put my energy into things that make sense. Like right. a lot of people, I, I stopped saying that statement. You ever, you hear people say, I do it for the haters. I don't do it for the haters. I do it for the people that love me, and I'm going to focus sure. on them. Fuck doing it for the haters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They can stay over there because I ain't going to get nowhere doing it for the haters because they right. still going to hate me. So what's the point? What's the point? You know what I mean? What's the point? What's the point? What's the marketing class? And basically the point of the class was that 
Um, they were asking, where would you put certain departments within Macy's? You got the woman's section, you have the furniture section, the men's section, and the kids' section. Now, my instinct would say put the kids' section, the children's section, near the women because the women are who does the shopping for their children. Um, but where I stood corrected was they were saying, you put the children's section next to the men's section. Mom will proactively go to the child section and buy clothes. The man they may just grab something here and there, you know, and, 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 t and it goes all, and I'll bring it back full circle. You know, you want to basically only, you want to deal with the people that are open, the people that have the intelligence to, um, you know, to learn, to be educated, to develop themselves. And, um, you know, you have certain people that, you know, is just too rigid. You can't, you can't do nothing with them. Right. Right. And, and it goes back to like any person that says after a person that says black lives matter and they, and they uh, mm -hmm. they counter with all lives matter. They're out of touch and they're racist. It's no, right. it's no, it's, it's not, it's no From way. From a marketing standpoint, we're only we only want to deal with who is smart enough to have simple logic. And if you don't have simple logic, then I'm going to keep it straightforward with the audience. That analogy, I'm not 100% sure the point that I'm making, but it does make you wonder when you take into consideration Jim Crow, some of our social justice uh, concerns that we've had. Is there a fit? Is there a racial fit if this group of people is in this section, although they can freely come into another section to consume and vice versa or and educate themselves or and learn or and socialize? Um, there might be a right answer to that question. Yeah, I, I think it's just one being teachable and having compassionate, like I said, for if we say Black Lives Matter and they say All Lives Matter, that's not having compassion. That's not being teachable. It's like okay, Billy over here is hungry. Everybody else has food, so let's 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 matter and help Billy out with some food. Right, 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 right. And 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 it, I was asked a question recently, and I, and I started to get into this. I was asked a question, you know, what can I do? What can I do? And I said, you know what, here's the thing. We're doing protesting, you know, some people are being violent, some people are losing their lives. We're not to, to, to restructure a system. It's not going to be a home run. But where it starts is with the empathy and the compassion for another man. I'm not trying to tell you that you need to pity me because I'm black. But what I am telling you is that, hey, look, other human being, if you have something going on with yourself or you something with your family, um, you're concerned about your uh, your money situation, your family, your, your kids, I empathize with you. You know what I mean? I care about the fact that you're out here doing the best that you can. You are not hurting anybody else. Um, you are just doing the best that you can within what you got going on. And that's really all it is. And that's what we don't have. Right, right, right. I mean, so like, like I've been saying on several episodes, it's just creating our resources, man, creating an economic plan. And that economic plan starts with just keeping that money circulating in the black community. That's how that, that's how that starts. We keep that money circulating and then we, uh, 
you know we have our own, some of our own police officers in our community. Then it starts with, you know, buying politicians. And then that's going to work for us and create laws for us. And then that trickles down to, you know, to, to the judges and, and you know, and, and just just our own for us, by us. And once we get to that point where we just create our resources, we ain't got to worry about nobody else. We ain't got to worry about another race advocating for us because we're advocating for ourselves. That's right. That's, that's what it starts, man. You know, that's so right. it, it, it's cool to, you know, have a voice from other races, but we can't totally just depend on that and just, you know, put everything into that. That doesn't validate us. Like, I'm, I'm to the point, all right, if you're not speaking the same language, I'm throwing you away. I'm not even putting my energy to, to that. It's like a Candace Owen. I see what she's doing, but I'm not putting no energy to, in there because I know what's going on. And I know what's going on. I'm not even getting mad at her. I know what she's doing. She's like a paid, a paid, uh, you know, she's just a paid comb. That's just what's going on. You know, like, right. like I said, I'm only putting my energy into us, you know, that that's, you know, that's represent us with the same energy. And I believe that's how we move forward. You know what I mean? And, and you know, But we're going to, uh, you got anything else? No, I think this, this was a good one. This was a good one. This was a good one. And like I always say, man, however you see your higher self, wake up and be that person every day. And uh, for soul suggestions or you got any questions about this show or future ideas or anything, hit us on BH Podcast 2020 at yahoo.com. We're going to continue to bring these great dialogues and good material. And y'all stay tapped in with us. Peace.